Yeah, I think we warmed up. I'm warm. I feel totally warm. Um, warm. Sometimes it takes 30 seconds. Sometimes it takes, you know, 10 minutes. But um, No, I'm, you, a, I'm a chatter. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, you're ready to rock and roll. Um, so, yeah, ready to go and kick it off. Let's do it. And welcome to The Pagey Train. Today I have in the studio with me Amelia Conway, um, actor, model, writer, director. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. Um, yeah, um, we've had an interesting past. Um, normally um, I have people on the show and I've met them through... Um, the consumption of alcohol um, yes. and getting uh, lucid in different places, but uh, we met online. Yeah, we, well, that sounds kind of dodgy too. <laughs> 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 we, Nothing yeah, nefarious, folks. So it, was, it was to do with media work. <laughs> no, we met. We met very professionally uh, because I I saw you from a distance at mm. Made in the West Festival in I think it was 2019. Okay, that was at Liverpool. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't, I didn't speak to you. I didn't dare approach. Oh. But then, uh, but then, yeah. Then I think I reached out to you to do the foley on my um, short film, Lake yeah. House, and and then yeah, it was born from there. Yeah, that's right. And um, yeah, we've been instant friends. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but we finally got to meet today in person. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that was actually a fun project. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I'm so glad. I was so nervous to show that to anyone, to be honest, because it was just a project that my husband and I were like you know, threw together with using like my iPhone, mm-hmm. um, you know, and he was a bit of a hesitant, uh, a, a reluctant actor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I think for just a little fun thing we put together, it actually turned out really cool and I'm excited to actually finish it off and show it to people. Yeah, and I was, I was really happy to be a part of it um, uh, because you, you had all of it together, but you had that 30 seconds that... You couldn't sh- because of yeah. that thirty seconds. You can't show it to anyone. Yeah, exactly. And um, to repair yeah. it and blend that in, I just get such a buzz out of that. I, I really enjoy and it. And you did such a good job as well. Like just to, to give context to people, it was like this outdoor scene, and the wind was blowing. You know, mm. think, think like an iPhone camera, and like it's like. <laughs> Yeah, that's that. Yeah, like that. you actually did a good job on that idea, Thank you. there. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever need me, I can come in. <laughs> if you ever need me to screw up your audio, I'll be here. Um, anyway, and then uh, yeah, so Ross fixed it all, and um, it sounds really good now. So yeah, well, well I got yeah. to, uh, the part I enjoyed was adding in um, what you call non-diegetic sounds, sounds that um, um, don't make sound in real life, but mm. in movies they have sound. Um, my favourite one was the uh, the knife coming out of the um, oh, yeah. of the chopping board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was um, really good. Yeah, that was a cake lifter and a fork. Mm. So I got a cake lifter and went ting. Yeah. Oh, so you you didn't like download the sound that like you made it here? I built like, most of it. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's the really Atmos cool. I um, I used a, a standard Atmos track, mm. um, but um, the car sounds. I re- I think I even did my own car door. Oh my gosh, yeah, I, I didn't reco- realise that. That's yeah, awesome. there was about a um, hundred sounds that I recorded for that 30 oh seconds. Yeah. Oh, I'm even more impressed now. So yeah. I did the footsteps as well, there's footsteps yep, in there. Yep, and yep. Um, yeah, I um, uh, the one that was, re- another part I was really proud of was there was a part of the wind track that I had where the wind was blowing his hair. Yeah. And oh I'm, yeah, and you made it kind of go with it a bit. Yeah, yeah, because I, fe- I was looking, it took me a while to find that, um, but I, fe- mm. I, I saw his hair was wisping. So I'm like, oh, where's a wispy sound? So I put a yeah. little. What do you think? Um, what do you think of John's uh, acting career? Is he is he going places? Yeah, he's got chops. <laughs> he's certainly got the patience. Um, <laughs> uh, look, I've I've just um, entered the world of uh, being a thespian myself. Yes, um, I heard. Yeah, um, I got to do my first major major role, um, which was an absolute buzz. But now I have because um, as a director you have a lot of pressure on you mm. um, and you work with actors and you know you, you approach these things in different ways with different actors for different yeah. products. 
Um, but um, yeah, uh, being an, on the other end of that, I've got so much. Like, I already had respect for actors, but so much more respect now. Like, there's so much pressure. So on this you. is the kung kung fu thing you did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Operation yeah. Kung Flu. Operation Kung Flu. That's right. And you had to do like a fight sequence, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah full um, full fight choreography. Um, big shout out to Maria Tran. Um, and uh, yeah, so she she came over to do an ADR job. Mm. Um, so I had to do some recording for her. And uh, she saw the weapons uh, all in my studio oh, yeah, here. Yeah, I can see here. Yeah, yeah. we've got a few nunchucks and <laughs> yeah. a few sides. And she's like, do you know how to use that? And I'm like, yeah, of course I do. Um, and I showed her a few moves and she's like, do you want to be in my movie? And I was like, oh, stop it. Get no, out. No, Come you. on. <laughs> Thanks. I, thank you. But, you know, I appreciate the flattery. And uh, she's like, no, I'm serious. I want you in my movie. That's awesome. So uh, I said no straight away. Um, but uh, she kept hounding me and um, trying to convince me to do it. And yeah, I, I went so and did Do you it. actually know how to use them? Yeah. And stuff like probably. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, it's a really <laughs> crazy story how I learned how to do that. Um, I had a friend who was a bikey um, in Perth. And um, I was doing like um, dumbbells. I was like doing oh. workouts. And um, he, he was a, a neighbor of mine. And um, here, he, he, he basically showed me, he goes, well, instead of doing the dumbbells, man, why don't you use these size because they're weighted. Mm. You can still do your workout and learn carders while you do it. Mm. So, yeah, I was uh, trained by a gypsy joker on how to do, um, really cool. uh, do um, martial arts and, and carders. That's, yeah. A, yeah, that's like a good skill to have. I'd love to learn a few things. Like I'm doing, um, it's come, I think I'm, we're doing it in May. The date hasn't been confirmed, mm. but um, I'm doing with this like kind of action film with a couple of guys and I get to um like fire like a shotgun and stuff like that so I'm really excited mm-hmm. yeah okay yeah. no sorry I just uh, my producers just give me a note saying my headroom's too big so I gotta oh <laughs> how's that uh, a little bit more a little bit more yeah. there we go how's yeah. mine uh you can go up a tiny bit yeah yeah no no you'll be right she'll be right yeah she's right. yeah what yeah if, what if we just oscillate yeah, I know, so so using um, weapons in this movie. Yeah, so yeah, so they've got, um, I get to fire like a shotgun and then they've got, I think they've got, I don't know, some kind of assault rifles or something I haven't seen yet. Mm -hmm. But anyway, the reason why I was mentioning is because they're also doing fight choreography as well. Mm -hmm. And like that's stuff I want to learn. So I'm, I'm, my character doesn't actually do any fighting, just weapons, Mm -hmm. but I'm hoping I can just go along to like their rehearsal and just like be like, teach me some moves. Yeah, so, I know a yeah. lot about weapon drills. Maybe you can teach me if you're. Yeah, moved. it's it's like I, I know this is going to sound terrible, but um, there are plenty of children soldiers in the world. It's not hard to do. Mm. You can, uh, it's it's like um, driving. Um, you can teach someone how to drive. You can teach someone mm. how to do weapon drills. What about swords? Do you know stuff with swords? A little bit about swords. Yeah, I'd like to learn that. Or like bow, bow and arrow. I'd like yeah, to I've, I've just started in the bow and arrow. Oh, wait, are you just at home or do you go to like a No, to an range? archery club, yeah. Oh, cool. Where at? Um, St. Mary's. Okay. So um, mm. um, uh, my father gave me some um, bows and compound bows. I'm like, what am I going to do with these? So mm. I started testing it out and it's actually quite fun. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember, I mean, the last time I shot a bow and arrow was what, like, school camp so that's like a long time yeah, ago same. That's the same yeah, to me, yeah 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 but i i recently i wrote um a little short film or short i don't know scene like an elf scene kind of like you know lord of the rings style mm-hmm. and the characters in that like one of them does need to fire an arrow like aka me so i'm like oh shit i need to um actually learn how to do that <laughs> yeah and there is a lot you know, there's a lot of principles that are involved in it mm. uh, it's not as simple as just pull a pulling an arrow back mm. um it's what you would refer to as like marksmanship skills um, you know, to um, steady your breathing, know your fall of shot, know your point of aim. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very, they're very close to um, weapon marksmanship drills as well. 
Um, but yeah, using shotguns, that's some of the fun, the, the funnest weapons I've ever fired is shotguns. You fired a, a real one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I fired nice. shotguns, I've fired rockets, I've done all kinds of stuff like Where, that. Did you do that in Australia? Or? Oh, I was in the military. Oh, Yeah, right. years and years ago, right, yeah. Right. Okay, that makes sense. Um, so um, I, I'm actually trained in how to use these weapons oh, cool. proficiently. Okay, very and cool. And it's something that never leaves you, you just know how to do it all the time. Um, but that's also really tied into doing carders. Like the way you fire a handgun is the same way that you would take a boxing fighting stance, you know? Oh. Because okay. you, when you when you box, mm. you don't stand with your feet together. You have you know, yeah, a foot in front. Spread your weight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you um, you find a center of gravity, and mm. you take an aggressive stance. Um, yeah, actually, one of the first um, uh, dates that actually the first date I took my wife on was to a handgun club. <laughs> yeah, because we we met when we were uh, when I was in the military, and she's uh, she's a hippie. She's mm. a total hippie, and um, it was strange for her to be um, dating a man that had a job that had a, um, a violent aspect to it. Yeah, right. And what I tried to illustrate to her is not all about that. It's not like in the movies. The military is very different to that. There is that There is that element um, for very few people. Mm. Um, I was involved in logistics. I, you know, we, you know, we fed hungry kids and defended people while they voted. Mm, mm. We, you know, you do these, um, uh, these services for people that can't defend themselves. That's really what it's about. Mm. And um, so I thought I'd get her acquainted with handguns to so that she can understand me better yeah yeah and um yeah I, and she had an absolute ball um i took her to shoot a hnk 45 which mm. is a really large handgun <laughs> yeah and a um a black hawk 44 which is an even more aggressive handgun cool um so yeah that was our first date um our second date was uh, i'm into astronomy mm-hmm uh, this is important. This this is an important part of the story is that okay. No, I'm story, in. Okay? I'm in. Um, I'm just sipping on my beer. I'm good. <laughs> She's on the drinks card on the pagey train, of course. <laughs> um, but um, so I'm into astronomy, and I um, have a telescope, and I and I go and image um, oh, planets cool. and stars, and um, I photograph them now, actually. Um, but um, I to get a good image of Saturn or Jupiter, you need to leave the city. Mm. So I had this Ute. And I put the uh, telescope in the back, bottle of champagne, That's super of romantic. strawberries. But I didn't tell her of any, any of this, though. Oh. So I, I put her in the car and I'm driving out and then she's realised oh, we've driven out in the middle, middle of, of nowhere. nowhere. Oh. So naturally, uh, you, know, um, uh, you know, a lady would think I'm the gonna worst. I'm going to get murdered. I'm going to get murdered. Yeah, the huge. And so there was a, she started like, all the, the conversation in the car changed. Everything went quiet all of a sudden. And I felt the change in mood. And I thought, oh gosh, Ross, you've got to say something. Um, oh, I'm not going to kill you. <laughs> did, you did you say that? <laughs> yeah, I did. Oh my God. And then when the words left my mouth, <laughs> you know, it's like, what can you do? It's already left your mouth. Um, but, you know, it turned out okay. Um, <laughs> she didn't die. She didn't die. Um, we got married, you know, um, She's six still years alive. later. Yeah, so it's good. <laughs> it's all worked out fine. Yeah. But I'll never forget that moment um, because, you know, you don't, you don't know this bloke and you don't know well, this yeah, chick, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because in your mind, you're like, oh, yeah, she's going to love it. I'll make it a big surprise. And it's like, she, in her mind, she's like, where the frick are we going? Like, yeah, well, I'm thinking about it romantically. Mm, like, I'm thinking, mm. you know, um, showing a girl the rings of satin while drinking champagne. Yeah. That's that pretty amazing. hard, right? That's that's awesome. That. Um, that's some, that's a great thing to show because I was trying to show her my, um, you know, academic side, if you like. You know, I mm. went to a handgun club. This is the... Business end. Yeah, that's your sensitive side. The yeah. other side's your work side. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's like, yeah. So I just wanted to give a contrast yeah. and so that she can understand me better. Because um, I, um, even though I was serving in the military, it doesn't mean I'm this Rambo-esque person. Mm, mm, um, mm. I am a person. Yeah. Um, yeah. With different interests. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is a, a tangent I did not expect to no, go No, that's <laughs> fine. I mean, I, I don't think my husband ever took me out into the middle of nowhere. Because I've been married for seven years mm-hmm. and we've been together for 10 years. 
Um, but he, I'm just trying to remember, the only weird thing I can sort of remember off the top of my head was when he proposed. Mm. It was like, we'd been in bloody like Paris, like for like a week. And I'm like, come on, mate. Like, look, he's going to do it any minute now. We're like under the Eiffel Tower. It's like picturesque. The lights are sparkling. It's just us. I'm like, any minute now, he's going to go down. And then like, you know, and then he's like, okay, well, should we go get some dinner? I'm just like, what the fuck? So anyway, we're about, it's like the la- like second last day before we're meant to come back to Sydney. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess, I guess he's not going to propose on this trip. Like, oh, oh well. Because I kind of thought that he was. And then um, we yeah, were Yeah, because you know it's going well, that direction, yeah, right? Yeah. You know. And so anyway, we were in this like little, this beautiful park, like in um, like this pretty French town. And yeah, all of a sudden he starts going, oh, I just want you to know, like, I think you're really special. And I'm like, this is really weird. Like, what? Oh, and oh, so then he starts dropping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, and then he. But the thing is, it, it was so cute. So he, he bent, he d- bent down, and he goes, "Will you, will you?" Um, he said, "Will you be my wife?" And he was so nervous, he didn't do the like the open thing. He forgot that part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, "Baby, you gotta, you gotta open it." And he's like, "Oh, like that." It was so cute. <laughs> it was so that cute. Is cute. Yeah, That's beautiful. Yeah. Anyway, and then so you know, we said yes, and we kissed and we cried and stuff. But we were sort of in the middle of nowhere, like a, this French country town mm. and it was um winter time so it was freezing and um, so we just got engaged and then we you know kiss and hug and then i'm like oh baby i'm freezing like can we just can we, can we yeah, go can we just go <laughs> 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 it was so comfortable. um my my wife um she said um um if you ever ask the question just don't do it publicly yeah so yeah. we were on a holiday with her entire family in um uh, slovakia mm. and um uh so we had a christmas dinner her entire family was there, so I, I asked her there. Um, so I just, you really listened to her, yeah. But I'm going to tell you, I never thought I'd be so nervous. I Because mm. I, you know that she's like, you're 99.99% sure that she's going to say yes. Yeah, but there's still a little chance, that, yeah. There's still that little chance. And I remember I was shaking like a leaf. Um, when I Because everyone comes up and hugs you afterwards when you do it publicly like that. Everyone congratulates mm. you and you go through and you have this nice, warm, lovely moment. And I remember hugging people like I was just shaking like a leaf. Yeah, I was so yeah, nervous. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember being that nervous ever. I remember my husband saying um, like on our wedding day, like, you know, because, you know, the groom gets there first and he waits for the bride to arrive. I was like, I was like, what was that like? Like, what were you thinking? Like, and he's like, oh, I'm just glad that you turned up. <laughs> <laughs> like, of course I'm going to turn up. <laughs> <laughs> we both promised each other when we got married that um, we wouldn't cry. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. And we get there was this one moment where we grabbed each other's hands, we're like, no, <laughs> hold it together, hold it together. But it's just it's amazing. You know when people say that you know it's the best day of your life. Mm. And um, I used to when I was single or um, just engaged, I would say to people, well, you haven't hung out with me on a Saturday night, bro. <laughs> like I, I we we have a good time. Yeah, that's a good. That's the best day of your life. <laughs> that's the best day of your life. Come hang out. Come hang out with us, man. We 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 will have fun. And um, yeah, what I realised though, the reason that it's the best day of my life is because it's the room full of love. Yeah, and, and, and all, everyone's there, and everyone there, and is and, and that, there's a synthesis of love in the room. Yeah, and you yeah. can't you can't duplicate it, you can't fake it. It's just something that is in all of our hearts, and all those hearts come together. And I just really remember that that feeling of everybody. I know I can't even remember the last time I had that much family in one space. Mm. Like that was you know seven years ago when I got married. Like since then, I've never had that many cousins, uncles, aunties, friends in one space. Mm. So yeah. yeah, it's a good a good chance of reunion. Yeah, yeah. A uh, big shout out to my uncle Anthony um, if you're watching. Um, uh, he's now into Slivovica, um because we were doing shots and we're giving um, uh, Misty's family um, gave shots to everyone. Oh. And they pour them shots and we do the shots. Um, but he uh, can't do without them. He absolutely loves them. Yeah. What but is it? Like, like, 
Mika, oh, we call it the um, the pair of uh, I think it's the pair of sadness or the pair of despair. Oh, okay. So it's made out of pears, oh. and it's a it's a um, straight liquor. It's, oh, God, it looks like it vodka. Strong. Yeah. It's like a um, a schnapps. Oh, okay. It's like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I remember when I first started drinking it, like, wow, um, when you go to Eastern Europe, make a choice, drink the beer, all the shots, don't do yeah, don't both. Mix. Don't mix them, otherwise mm. you're just going to be legless. Um, but that, us Australians, we go over there like, yeah, no, got to have a beer, fine. mate, got to yeah. have a beer and a shot. Um, I learned that lesson real quick. That was the worst hangover of my life. <laughs> oh, God. And I've, that's, that's saying something. I've had some epic hangovers. Um, but you, you have a working relationship with your husband as well, um, as, as do I with my wife. Yeah. Um, was that, did that sort of evolve um, when you met? or? Um, yeah. Like, you mean working in terms of, like, with film and stuff yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, like, I'm obviously the one who's more into it than him, but he definitely helps me out when I need him to. Like, for example, on my project at the moment, Rollercoaster Testers, he's mm. been just jumping in everywhere, like, you know, being sound, being runner, being you know whatever even like extra mm. like everything i need he'll just jump in for it which is like so amazing so shout out to john for mm. all your help thank you um but yeah he's definitely a very creative person he's always like you know he likes doing um uh, vfx and things like that mm. and logos and title sequences and he's, he's good at that um it's more just like because his daily job it takes up so much of his time it's mm. just like trying to find the time for him to express his creativity yeah so um but when he gets into it he really gets into it so yeah i have the same problem um i just um all the people always say to me like how do you do all of it ross like you're an insane person mm. you do do a lot um but i do it incrementally it's all done in in stages um you know uh, but I, I remember saying to misty that um you know if you if you're going to be with me you're also with my band like mm. my band doesn't go anywhere like my band's always yeah, there. you're in a metal band right yeah yeah and um, that same sort of relationship happened as well with our film production company. Like that's going nowhere as well. Like they're they're friends that we work with, mm. and it's all it's all a friendly environment. Like because when I've worked in TV, um, and you've probably known this as well, when you've worked on TV sets, sometimes it can be a bit caustic and a little bit toxic here and mm. there, uh, especially behind the scenes. But I love working in film because everyone's got the can-do attitude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I haven't done that much in TV. Like not. I've only really done sort of extra roles, but yeah, I definitely like this sort of this creative sort of group that we're all kind of tapped into. It's really nice just seeing people, you know, like tapping into their imagination and their creativity and making a movie about, you know, space aliens or robots or something, because where else are you going to get it? Where else do you get to do that? You know, like <laughs> exactly. that's the whole fun of it. Like It totally is. Um, It's, it's, it's um an addictive uh, lifestyle. It, it is. It really yeah. is. Yeah. Um, I, I, but you were you were in a film with a, a mutual acquaintance of ours, Andreas Tomas. Yes. Big shout out. Yes. Had him, I had him on the podcast last season, mm -hmm. and he had his uh, film um, Bad Influence. Have I got that right? Yeah. Or the Bad it, Influence. It's now called A Bad Influence. A Bad Influence. Yeah. Just so yeah. to differentiate it from films with similar names. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Um, so that was that was a feature film that you were in. Were you, did you have a major role in that? Yeah. So I was um, I was the lead female character, mm -hmm. um, and yeah, it was really it was really great of him to give me that opportunity because that was like the first kind of I guess big role I ever got mm -hmm. and um yeah it was like I, I, I don't know what, I don't know what to say like because I saw the post on Star Now and I thought oh wow that looks really cool like mm -hmm. so I prepared for it and I went in for the audition and I and I I don't know I just felt like I really got the character and I think um, Andreas saw that as well and um and then 
the thing was that he was, um, I think at the time he had something going on in his family, so he didn't um, get to cast right away. So I didn't, I didn't hear anything for like a month. And I was like, oh, well, they've obviously cast it. Like, whatever, too bad. And then yeah. the, one night I just got this random call from him going, oh, hey, um, do you want to play Laura? And I'm just like, yes, of course I do. Like, <laughs> Yeah, you want me to be in your feature film as a yeah. lead actress? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was yeah so, I do. He's so sweet. He's so, um, so sweet. And he was almost like... like he is a lovely guy. Expected me, I would say... No, like who are you? Or something, and I'm just like, yeah, of course. So yeah, it's really nice. He's he's an enigma, that guy. Mm. Um, he because most people you work with, they go, well, I you know I studied at Juilliard, and I um I, I you know I um I, I got into uh, the theater, and then the I theater. started I, I started working in these sec- uh, sections and started doing film. I was born into a film. He's yes. uh, totally self-taught. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's, exactly. He's he's amazing. He's an amazing director. I think he um, is uh, going to be really on the scene real soon. Well, that's why he, he inspired me to make my web series because one of the things he did with his feature film to like keep his costs down was he purposely wrote it all to take place within the one environment. So mm. that was at, at his um, this one house. So, all this, so when I was writing my thing, I'm like, well, what's a place I could use where I could make the whole thing take place there? And so um, my dad's let me use his office to film. Mm-hmm. So I just followed that same model that Andreas did. And yeah, it's been a lifesaver, like money-wise and just logistics-wise. It's a great model. Yeah. Because if you think yeah. about it from a writing perspective, think of 12 people you know that you want to be in your film or 12 characters that they're based mm. on. Find one location and then develop a story that can fit into that environment yeah it's yeah. a really smart idea to do it because like most of us are working on a shoestring budget and um you know and we we do what we can to get the bills paid um and you know some you know some commercial work is okay but some of it you know um you know i, I don't want to digress because i don't want to shoot all my clients in the face um, but some of you guys are real difficult just saying um, you especially yeah three revisions that's it <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, well, you would have noticed when I was um, in email conversation with you. I'm like, well, what's this? What's this? What's this? Yeah, and you I'm, were very clear, which was great. Yeah, you got to be yeah. very clear. Yeah. Um, because some people have a, um, a misconception about how media is constructed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like to think, and hopefully you feel the same that I kind of understood what you wanted. But I totally know what you mean. They're like, can't you just make it like look good or like make them fly? Like what like what do you think how do you think it works i just press the fly button and then yeah you want me to rot i'll rotoscope that for you yeah do it frame by frame that's going to take me six days at 10 hours Uh, no they can't fly no i used to do so rotoscoping very similar to deep etching Mm. i used to do i used to be graphic designer before i got into Mm. acting and um one of the things i had to do was deep etch all these freaking photos on days on end on end on end so i'm just like no that no is very more. meticulous work yeah. that is yeah. very meticulous um when you're looking at graphics that way oh um God, yeah. when i do um because when i edit i sort of lay back and i i i, I, I do my hot keys um with mm. my left hand and i'm you know, I've got the hand on the mouse and i edit that way when i do graphics i do this like lean in i lean in and i after a while i realize that doing graphics gives movement. me a bad back yeah because then you're like yeah, because you're constantly doing you're like yeah. there's more of a squint and there's more you're more um, rigid yes, when you're doing graphics. Totally. Yeah, it's not like if you're like ga- gaming or something you can kind of relax back. You've got to you're like, and I used to have to do like, um, I was editing like photos of like you know you know like e-commerce stuff like front back side of pants or something. Yeah. So I was doing that and then like making sure there wasn't any like threads on the pants or like changing the color of the pants if they didn't look quite right. Yeah, full and, zoom ins. And yeah, full, like, full just completely out, yeah. like. 
Like, yeah, it's tedious work. Yeah. Um, I think it takes a certain personality to do it for forever. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I can do it. I can do it, but I die inside. I, I prefer yeah. not to. <laughs> I prefer not to. Yeah, please don't make us do it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I hire people that are, are more astute to that those conditions. I'm a, yeah. I'm a, I'm a loud, rambunctious person that needs to explode into the world. Yes. And, um, yeah, I, don't get me wrong. I, I'm meticulous in other ways. Mm. Um, when it comes to writing, um, when I'm writing scripts um I, I won't be meticulous at the start but when i'm at the you know doing uh, final drafts that's mm, when i'm mm, really mm, tweaking mm. it and being meticulous but that's a different thing that's a that's a game that i'm playing in my mind and i think it's different too because you're more like invested in it and means something to you like for me it was just hey amelia do these 200 images like in an hour like what like mm. you know make sure the model doesn't look fat clean up her acne get it done now like what <laughs> like you know <laughs> like yeah. I need more of that in my life. Clean up my acne and my fat. That's yeah, what I need. Yeah, well, I can Photoshop you. Yeah, boy, yeah, slim me up. I, <laughs> yeah. I was watching some of my um, um, videos from the factory theatre today. And I'm like, you put on some pounds there, Roscoe. Uh, <laughs> you got to get back into doing some more sit-ups. Um, oh, God, yeah. yeah. What, did, what did you used to do there at the factory theatre? Oh, no. Well, uh, I was um, uh, I performed there. Um, uh, um, uh, with my band, so oh nice, yeah. Yeah, I was yeah. looking at the footage when we did our. I think it was an e- no, it was a year before our EP release. So this would have been twenty eighteen, mm-hmm. and um, well, I've been more gym active since then. Mm. But before then, I I, I saw these uh, this image of me. I'm like, oh, it's a bit of a tub you got there, Roscoe. Um, I pulled it in now. Yeah, um, yeah. But even looking at um uh, myself on film recently, I'm like, oh, there's a bit of a bit of. St- I've still got that veteran gut of sadness going on. <laughs> I'm um, still going to pull that in. <laughs> no, I know. Like, that's why for me, I love um, like yoga or even just walks. Like, I really like gentle exercise because I've done like, my days of like running, like going to the gym and doing weights and the things. It's it's not, it's just not me. And honestly, I feel like I get such better, longer lasting results from doing things like yoga mm. as opposed to like running and re- like really pushing myself. Like, it, I don't know. My body's not, it doesn't like that. A lot of people say that to me yeah. as well. Like, because uh, I, I go into beast mode when I go to the gym, mm. I'll, I'll do like a heavy weight weight session then a boxing session then a swim session and then i'll do it yeah so i'll you know i'll i'll warm down on a kilometer swim yeah. You know, that's my warm down. Yeah, that would be like me struggling, like drowning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I do um, I do underwater training as well. So I'll mm. put some uh, flippers on and then try and swim as far as I can underwater. And uh, the furthest I've gotten is like um, 35 meters. So 35 meters. I'm trying to do the full length of the pool. Yeah. So full 50. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I do that because I go surfing with my father-in-law, who's an insane person. Big shout out, Neil. Um, hey, Neil. Yeah. Uh, he just gets on the biggest monster waves that you've ever fucking seen. Um, I'm used to surfing little six footers. He surfs mm. like four meter waves. Wow, and that's I crazy. oh, once you drop drop in on him, you can't stop. You go, I can't not do that anymore. I have to do that. Forever. I I love the look of surfing, but it's yeah. I tried to do it once. My my friend tried to teach me, and I just got so hopelessly dumped and just coming out of the water with like my nose dripping and everything. I'm like, I don't think I'm gonna do this. Yeah, again. Like, when you, when you get rolled, it was awful. It was awful. When you get rolled by a four four meter mm. wave, oh, uh, you're under you. you're under you're under for a minute. That's scary. And you, it's all foam, it's chaos. And then once you get to the top again, there's another one to mm-hmm. greet you. So you've got to go do that. You know, In a set, if you get dumped on your first wave, there's you're, another... You're kind of screwed. There's three of them coming yeah. after it. So Have you ever have you ever looked into much stuff about um like holding your breath with free diving and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I've always wanted to learn that. Um, the key with that, what I've learned by um, doing underwater training is to get further distance and to... It's all about panic. So mm. when you're underwater and you're... Um, 
you your body goes want air, want air, want air, and then that and anxiety like, rises. Chill. And then yeah, but they will get to a point that that anxiety will go no no now now, and you have to surface. Right? Yeah, yeah. So the way to combat that is actually breathing through your nose. So before you go underwater, mm. feed your body by breathing deep breaths through your nose. And the science behind that is to do with um, your oxygen and nitrogen exchange in your lungs. Oh. So when you breathe through your nose, you you process you take in more nitrogen because yeah. it's got it. There's yep. so many um, paths that the air has to go through. When you breathe through your mouth, it's just one path. When it goes through your nose, it's got to go through an S bend mm. of um of um you know of your body that um changes the air as it goes into you. So you take in more nitrogen, which allows you to do more oxygen exchange. Yeah. So you feed yeah. more oxygen into your blood. So that panic is further away. Mm. That's what I've found. Um, if I do, if I do the mouth breathing technique, where you go <gasps> and do that, oh, yeah, I don't think that works as well. You panic way quicker. Yeah. Yeah. When you when you when you settle yourself and breathe through your nose and calm yourself and go into a bit of a zen, then you can push further. Yeah. Yeah. But there's I get to the three panics. There's the first panic. I brush that off and go quick, keep swimming. Then the second panic shows up. Yeah. Get, get it off. Yeah. And then the third one shows up like, no, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Oh, I've got to surface. Yeah, yeah, surface. yeah. And, um, <laughs> yes. and the other thing is that you're, you're using um, your oxygen by swimming as well. So you're, you're pumping your yeah, muscles exactly. while not feeding oxygen. So yeah. um, I found that to be really helpful. Did really, you watch really that? Um, what is it? My octopus teacher yeah, that was like really that? good. Yeah, it was cool, wasn't it? That was really cool. Um, I got really sad then when the octopus was getting hunted. I know. I'm like, don't, <laughs> don't kill him. Save him. Save him. <laughs> and then you know the octopus loses a limb in that fight. I know. It was like intense. And then it starts to grow back. And it grows back, and then like it gets fed, and then he gets his strength back. Or she, I can't remember yeah, what the, um, the sex of the octopus I was. Don't know. But um, the octopus was like coming back to health. He's like, yeah, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> You can do it. Yeah, I was, I was I shouting. I was, I was shouting at the screen like a football match. I was like, "Come on!" Yeah. And then, because event, I think eventually in the end, it did pass away like naturally, didn't mm. it? And then the guy was like, "Yeah, I miss him every day." And I was like, "Oh, it's so sad." Like, I know he's like so connected to it. But it's a very. It, it had a really poignant message in there, and about mm. the connection of nature. Yeah, and I get that. I get that from surfing. When I'm surfing, yeah. um, you've got the Indian Ocean or the Pacific Ocean behind you, mm. and you're just this little speck. And if you get in sync with it, you'll have the best time of your life. Mm. If you get mm. out of sync with it, it will be a nightmare. Yeah. So the yeah. thing that the ocean teaches me is that connection by feeling the waves, feeling the energy and going with it. Yeah. Becoming synchronous um, and, and knowing how to deal with chaos. Because mm. sometimes a synchronous situation can be disrupted and you have to be able to battle and, and be calm. Yeah. Amongst the um, calm, amongst the chaos, it's, yeah. it's a very valuable lesson I've learned. In life. I think that those like it's a good lesson because it can bring you, you know, to even back to something on set. If you're a director and th something's going wrong, and you just have that that state of mind to be able to go, no, I can see the bigger picture here. I'm just going to calm down. Or even as an actor, if you're getting panicked about something, just be like, no, calm down. It's all right. It's just a little scene. Like you know, you're not going for the Oscar. Like just chill. Yeah, just chill. Like, yeah. It's not battle stations. <laughs> yeah, you'll be yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because um, I, yeah. I really like, um, yeah, like I said, I like doing yoga, and I really like to make sure I go outside. I go up to Centennial Park, mm -hmm. and okay. like, for me, that's my surfing. I, I, you know, I just like to feel where you outside. Yeah, yeah, it's my favorite place actually. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I should take it up. A lot. Mm. This is the fifth or sixth time this has been mentioned to me. Yeah, right. Um, I do meditate sometimes. 
Nice. Yeah, I love um, meditating. Yeah, um, just to find... Because I have um, a really chaotic brain. Like, I'm always mm. um, switching from one foot to the other. Yeah. Where I'm going from festival to director to, um, uh, you know, um, being a, an editor, a sound designer. Yeah. Um, constantly switching over these roles is chaotic on your brain. So Yeah, I'm the same. Like, at the moment, I, I'm preparing for about three or four different... Uh, films coming up and so there's like four different people in my mind and then like one of the directors will message me and be like oh have you got the outfit for this oh hey can you meet me for a rehearsal for this oh hey the script's changed for this and so i'm just gonna be like okay that's for that that's that i'm just trying to in my brain like sort of separate these people yeah, compartmentalize you it. know yeah so but I, and i find meditations really helped just with things like that it doesn't it doesn't mean my brain's not crazy trust me it's still crazy but i'm just a bit i'm able to sort of step back go huh yeah, it's pretty crazy in there. All right. <laughs> well, I found oh, there's two there's two points where it comes out to me. We were talking about it before in Sydney traffic. Like I get mm. I get road rage. Oh god, yeah. I, I get road rage. Yeah. I get terrible road rage, and sometimes it it disrupts my calm. Mm. So um, when I'm trying to arrive somewhere, I've just been through hectic traffic, and then you've got to sort of dump that. Totally. And then that I find that chaotic. Um, and the other place is obviously behind a microphone screaming at a crowd. Um, I, I just oh, let... Oh, do you... Um, on your metal... Yeah, yeah. guttural vocals, yeah. Yeah. Letting yeah. loose um, is the most one of the most therapeutic things. Um, but I, I prefer the metal over the road rage. But, yeah. But I, I know... I know Because um, I can project, right? I can yell. Mm, like, I can make mm. a lot of oh, noise. Oh, I believe you. <laughs> I can make a real lot of noise. So, and, and sometimes in road rage, I can... Like, through the glass, through their glass, they've heard me. What's your, what's your worst road rage story? Oh wow! There's I don't know where do I start. Um, I think I think um, it's being it's not so much my road rage. It's being cheeky with pea platers. Oh I'm, yeah, I'm really cheeky with pea yeah. platers. Right, so a pea plater will be, um, you know, they always need to get ahead of you. Right? Oh, I, I know it's so annoying. They need to have the the full advantage. Just calm on the, on, down. Yeah, yeah. You don't need. <laughs> we're going to end up with a light together anyway, bro. <laughs> like, all right. But um, I I'll push them up ten, and then they'll go another ten. And if I know that there's a speed camera up, I'll keep pushing them and then back off and let them run through Yeah, it. then they t- then they take it. And you see it, it flash, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But the other one I do is um, when I know um, you go past a mobile speed camera and they've slowed down, I flash me lights. So they think they get the... Oh, they think they've got the... They think they've got a ticket. Snapped. So yeah, then they Because yeah. then if you've just got a ticket, you go into car mode, you're like, oh, I've just got a ticket. So I, I try to calm a pea plater down yeah, by faking yeah, yeah. the fact that yeah. they just got to find. So sometimes I mean, so I'm, I'm, I'm more of a passive aggressive, passive aggressive rage Yeah, no, I am too. Like I'm pretty because it used to really get to me, and I and it's something that I actually had to work on. Like now, believe it or not, I actually no matter what the traffic is, I always find a way to enjoy where I am. I know that sounds like really like arty farty, but I just mm. I don't know. I, but I've worked on it anyway. But sometimes when like someone's really annoying me, like you know when those people that they just come right up behind you and they're like, like dude, there's, there's no one around. Like just go around me. But they just for some reason they're like right on your tail. Yeah, bully driving. Yeah, being yeah, a bit yeah. Of a bully, yeah. I just drive really slow. I just slow down really, really slow. And then they get really mad and they're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <I'd> be- <laughs> and I'm just like, see ya. <laughs> I do the same thing. I think that comes with age though. The more the older. The more mature you get, the more you do that, I think. Yeah. Um, but look, I used to be that pea plater that needed to be ahead. So yeah, I, me I, too. I get it. Me too. I get it. 
but um, you know, but the the traffic and I I did I must say that I did enjoy COVID. Oh, wasn't it nice? It was oh. great. You just go on the road, like no one's there. You, just, you can get anywhere you want in Sydney in like twenty minutes. It's like what? Yeah, it was like uh, there was a day there where I thought I'd travelled in time twenty yeah. years back. I bought petrol for a dollar. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. I remember that. <laughs> and I got to Sydney in half an hour. Yeah. Like I think it was like thirty eight minutes. Yeah. Door to door. Yeah. Like yeah. to my workplace, I was like. Wow. It was so good. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. I don't think that will happen again ever this century. So that we was... experienced it though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got, I got to know what it felt like in the yeah, 70s. Yeah, I know yeah. what it felt like. <laughs> Cheap petrol and, and no traffic. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you've got some films coming up. So you yeah. have been working on... Um, what was the one that you mentioned before? The Roller Coaster? Yeah, so Roller Coaster Testers is my web series, which I've written and directed and also acted in. Um, and we're about like, I would say 95% done. We've just got like two or three more days to film like a few pickups and things like that. Mm. Um, and we actually, we got, um, because obviously it's called Roller Coaster Testers. And I'm like, how the hell am I going to film roller coasters like where am I going to do that mm. um, and so my friend had the great idea to get accreditation at the Easter show so we got um, permission to film there and I went in um, just last week and we got to film like the rides wow. and everything and so it was all like fair use I'm allowed to use it um, we didn't do any scenes there but it'll be like really good stuff for like b-roll and like um, transitional stuff exactly yeah yeah, yeah your segways exactly. your segway shots exactly that's great so I'm really yeah I'm really happy that's really that. smart good on you yeah I think it's just elevated the project because I think Everyone who's been part of it, like, I'm really happy with all my casting. Like, I think all the actors have just done such a great job of, like, taking their characters on. And mm -hmm. they just, you know, everyone's volunteering their time. Everyone's put in so much time and effort. And I'm just so, like, thankful. Because my concern was that they would... Because the project's been going on for over a year. We've been filming when everyone's free, right? And I, my big concern is that someone's going to go, Oh, God, when will this project be yeah, over? Yeah, I've had enough, I quit. Get me out of this. Yeah, so, yeah or, or quit and they don't show up for the last scene. Exactly. You know? But but no one's been like that. Everyone's been so committed and it's just like... And I, I, I think, maybe I'm reading it wrong, but I think they're really enjoying it and I think they're really, like, happy to be a part of it. So that makes me feel really proud. Well, that's a really good know? fear to have, man. That's yeah. a really good fear to have because if you didn't yeah. feel that way, then you're just taking it all for granted. Yeah. Um, yeah. To worry about where their emotions are at and to know that um, you uh, that they're getting something out of it. Yeah. Um, because as the director and the writer, you're getting the product out of it, you get to launch it. Yeah. Uh, you're doing all the hard work in the background of the edit and the post-production, the pre-production, the production. And and you get to get your licks as well by being on stage, or oh, not on stage, but on, on, on set. Mm. And um, you get to have all that fun. But um, to know, I always make sure they get their showreel out of it. Yes, yeah. So definitely they're going to get some great stuff for their showreel. Because the way I wrote the series, there's not really any small characters. Like every character has a lot of screen screen mm -hmm. time everyone's going to get a good you know nice close-up with their face of them saying a bunch of stuff so mm -hmm. that's a given um and but then more than that like i really encourage them to like improvise or you know if they i'm not like one of those writers who like those are my lines don't change it like if they were like hey that doesn't make sense or can i say this instead and if i if i thought it yeah a bit I'm of okay creative with license it, yeah i'm like yeah of course and yeah, and just and also like my shout out to my like crew. Like we have a very small crew, Riley and Kieran, um, and sometimes Sinclair has helped out, and they've just been phenomenal. Like being there every day, I've needed them to help. So like, yeah, I can't thank them enough. Yeah, no, it's yeah. it's great to have a good crew and to have mm. that kind of fun and that loyalty and that dedication. Yeah, and yeah. that's why you worry. You go, well, they've worked so hard for me. Are they getting what... Do they yeah. feel okay? Yeah, exactly. And I think that's a really important emotion to have as a director. Um, yeah. I've worked with other directors that just do not feel that way. Yeah. 
Um, well, we managed to. Um, they were really excited. We I got them to do like a cameo. They played some lawyers in a scene, and then mm-hmm. they um, originally they weren't going to say anything. But then on the day, they were like, "Oh, we've got this idea. We want to like banter about this." And I like thought about it. And I'm like, "Yeah, no, that that'll work. Like, we'll put that in." So that, I think they really enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm a bit of a creative license guy. Like, I know that there's like checkpoints. I need checkpoints in the script because it yeah. needs to it, it needs to have its narrative arc. Yes. So I need you to say this, I need you to say that, but hey, whatever um, happens in between. Whatever happens in there, <laughs> um, let's do let's do let's get a safe take. Let's do the safe take. Yeah. And let's do a take. Hey man, let it, just let it fly. Let's see what happens. Yeah, exactly. Love doing that. Sometimes better stuff come comes from that. Mm. You know, like. Well, the thing is, the actor generally knows their their character really well. Yeah. Um, you would have like perhaps the nuances and the and the found well not just the nuances perhaps but more the foundation of the character. But when they start researching the character, there's part of you that's in mm. that character. Um, you've referenced it somehow. There's a reference in there that you've brought from ex- from outside mm. of yourself or from inside of yourself, or probably a little bit of both. Mm. And yeah, you you get you get dedicated to it. Um, but I, I remember like because I've only um you know I've done one major role. And I had an idea in my head of what that role was to be, and the director's gone. That's really good, but that's not what I want. <laughs> was was that for the yeah kung fu yeah, yeah the kung fu movie? So yeah. um, I had different voice because I'm a voice actor. Um, oh, where uh, how many minutes in? Ooh. We done how many minutes in? Um, uh, <laughs> um, but I, like I do like um, you know voiceovers. That's that's the limit of my acting. All oh, right, so you wanted to come like with a whole sort of persona? Yeah, I had a persona, yeah. and um, uh, they said no, we just want you to do it this way and I'm like okay so I did it less as a character yeah and and that's what that's a valuable lesson I learned out of that is mm. um acting isn't always this like over the top need to be a character there, it's yeah. a it's a hybrid yeah it's a mixture of things there's anchors and, and that mixture can maneuver as yeah. the character develops and goes through different um scenes yeah exactly so I really yeah I, taking that away and then going I can't wait to direct my next piece because then I, I can direct better. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. No, I know what you mean. Like, sometimes you like, oh, I'm playing the sad woman. So you sort of come with all these, like, preconceived ideas. Like, oh, she's going to be like this and sad. And blah, blah. and they're like, no, no, like, not that much. Like, just chill. And and, and often my experience with acting has been, it, it, it always ends up being a lot easier than I think it's going to be. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I do. This was coined by um, a comedian. I can't remember their name, but I really understand what they mean now. It's the easiest, hardest thing you'll ever do. Mm. It was, um, it's, it's, it's easy, but it's really hard. Yeah. At the same yeah. time. It's like you've got to step out of your own way kind of thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. And there's a lot of pressure as well. And I look at it from, you know, back to the surfing analogy. You've got this whole um, cast and crew in front of you. You've got a camera in front of you. The money is ticking over. The mm. pressure is on. Mm. If you haven't done your homework, it's going to be clear. Well, that's going to make it different. Yeah. It's, it's going to be clear that you haven't done your homework. Yeah. Um, and um, But when you've done your homework and you deliver and they're happy. Oh, yeah. That's fun then. Yeah. It's, oh, I yeah. felt absolutely elated doing it. I'm addicted yeah. to it. I'm like, when do we get to see it? Role? Yeah. When do we get to see? I think it's out in, um, um, it's out in April. Okay. Uh, so the end of this month. Or I might I, I can't overquote that. I haven't talked to Maria about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's coming out soon. Um I've I try to encourage her to enter it into Made in the West. Mm. Um can't guarantee like even though I run Made in the West, I can't guarantee you'll can't get in. Guarantee. <laughs> well no, it's ha- it happens <laughs> no, though. No, it's good. It's good. You gotta be objective. Like. Well, I've had babe because I I was at a pub once and someone was shouting me drinks. And I'm like, oh no, it's my round. Because you know, you go to a pub, like, you know, I, yeah. I run into Amelia at a pub. I go, hey, do you want to drink Amelia? You go, yeah, 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 sure. And then you go, oh, I'm going to stay for another one. Do you want one? Yeah, that's and, what you and, do. And you do yeah. rounds. 
But I realised that they'd done three rounds. I'm oh. like, no, no, I'll, I'll let, let... I'll get it. I'll yeah. get it. And they're like, no, 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 no. And then I realised what was happening. Oh, I'm like, you can't... Way yeah, in. you can't... You can't... I, I don't have... I, if I did have that power, I wouldn't do it. Mm. And um, I don't have that. I've deliberately separated those powers so that can't happen. Yeah. It's a democratic yeah. process. Yeah. Um, the the only sway that I would, I would have is at the bottom end of the films where, mm. where I have to decide... Um, whether a film's in or out at, at the very end. Yeah. So there's only two films that I may have like a 10% sway on. Yeah, um, but it's your thing. You've started it. You created it. So that, you know, yeah, that, I know, you should have I, some sway in it. <laughs> well, I've no, but I've entered Made in the West 10 times and I've only gotten in four. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. There you go then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I do enter my own festival, but it goes through the same process that every other film goes through. Yeah. And if it doesn't make the mark... It doesn't make the mark, and it, and if it doesn't get selected, it doesn't get selected. It's yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, it's just that simple. Um, but um, I've looked at her. I've, hey, Maria, if you're listening, I've looked at your um, uh, rushes on this, and I think you've got a real like ninety percent chance. You've got a red hot shot. You yeah. should totally enter it in Maine, the West. I'm gonna have to enter something in. I think you should. Yeah. yeah. Well, oh wow. <laughs> happening a lot tonight. That is. Um, don't worry. Everyone does it. Like um, the record is eight seconds. So someone came in eight seconds of the podcast. Hello and welcome to the show. Oh, Shit, that was sorry. Loud. <laughs> you haven't done it that bad. You're doing yeah, the side knocks. Yeah, I was doing knocks. delicate. You're doing the, you're doing was, the side yeah, knocks. Subtle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, it's fine. Everyone, everyone does the <laughs> mic bump. Um, but you've got other things that are on the burn as well. I was looking on your IMDb. You had um, yeah. uh, um, uh, get a life. All right. Oh yeah, yeah. Already? No, all right. Well. All right. So yeah. yeah. So that's by Joy Hopwood. Shout out to Joy. Hello. Um. So she. I know Joy. Oh, you know Joy. Oh. Yeah. Awesome. She's in yeah. Uh, Come, uh, Operation Kung Flu. Yes, that's right. I saw the. Po- I saw a post. Yeah, of yeah. Her. Lovely. Yeah. So she's a sweetheart. Um. Mm. To another wonderful creative who does everything. Um. So yeah, she wrote that one, and she even wrote like songs that were in it, and um, directed it, and everything. Another and ridiculously talented, talented, talented person. person. Yeah. yeah. And 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 so kind too. Really. She's very lovely. So generous yeah. and kind. Um. And anyway. So that one um, was really fun. I played a supporting role. It was um, she was a I played a stylist who sort of worked with these uh, with the main characters. So I wasn't part of the main storyline, but I have got a few little comedic moments which were really fun. Yeah, cool, yeah, cool, yeah. cool. Um, but yeah, um, but let's just go through a bit more of your resume. Let's go through. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so you were in uh, Friends and Strangers. Oh, that's a really exciting one. So um, Friends and Strangers. Um, it was by James Vaughan and recently so they um it's a really fascinating film it's so unusual it's not available yet but I've seen bits and pieces of it um they put it into the uh, international film festival in Rotterdam and it um w- like it didn't win but it was like um highly regarded it got some amazing reviews and it just recently got into um I have to remember the exact name but the Museum of Modern Art in New York. It's being okay. shown there at some new director's film thing. So yeah, wow. it's a really... Um, that sounds really artsy. It's a really <laughs> arty film, yeah. Mm. And um, yeah, I'm hoping like maybe once it gets some interest overseas, maybe then finally Australia will notice it because I think he really deserves it. He did such a, an amazing job on it. It's so unusual. Australia's an interesting beast though. Mm. It really is. Like um, if you look at um, it, like our actor ratio and our arts ratio, like we're everywhere, right? Right? But we're not in Australia. Mm, we're yeah. everywhere except for here. Um, so, so yeah, but here's the, here's the thing. I've got I've got a little bit of a prediction. Mm. Um, because of COVID, a lot of films are coming over to Australia. Um, in particular, the Gold Coast, Western Sydney, and Western yeah, Melbourne. Yeah. 
So in the next five years, there's going to be an influx of money coming towards here where we've got an opportunity to be actors, directors, uh, assistants, um, set designers, you name it. There's a whole bunch of work coming. Um, what I would like to see, and you know, um, uh, I was listening to an interview with uh, Brian Brown on um, uh, um, WSFM, mm. and he he pointed he pointed out a really good point. Like, if we go and grab this money and just call it a day, then we're not solidifying our own industry. Yeah. So we need to. I, I'd like to put that energy out there. That um, yeah, let's go and do this work. Let's take this foreign money, but let's understand that we need to be making Australian content. We need to have more content on Netflix. We need more content on Stan. It is there. It's there, but yeah. But it's, it's loosely there. Mm. And I'd like to see it solidify more. Um, it, I do a lot of research into this, especially through Made in the West. The artist ratio in Western Sydney is one in four. One in four people in Western Sydney are an artist. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. That's like rappers, musicians, actors, um, painters, you name it, dancers. It, like, there's so many people doing this sort of thing. And I just, it, I think it's an absolute shame to let that fa- let that flame burn out or burn out in a rush. Yeah. And we, we need to do a bit of a, a, a better approach to this. And I think there are, the structures are there. Like mm. people like me and yourself, like we're out here making web series. Yeah. And we're making movies. Um, we, we're working on features. And I can just see this renaissance happening for Australian film. Nice. But I yeah. think it's coming. If we just... If, keep if, it going. If we keep it going. Yeah. Let's think beyond five years. Let's mm. think about 15 years. And then I think we can really do something. I think we can do something beyond Home and Away and Neighbours. That's what I was going to say. I'm glad you said that because in particular, Home and Away and Neighbours, I don't know how much money goes into them per year or whatever, but like everyone I speak to, I said, do you watch it? I go, oh, no, I don't watch it. And I'm not like who is watching it. I don't know. Um, <laughs> like, I don't know. Like I know they. I think these people in the UK like to watch it, but I yeah. I, they do neighbours. I just feel like they've got whole studios to get dedicated just to filming these shows that I don't know. They just feel so outdated. They don't even reflect Australian life. No, like I, they don't. I don't think it's so. Just and I think and I think that there is more content to be made. Yeah. And there's more stories out there that haven't been tapped into yet. Mm. And I'd like to see that happen. Like, I remember making my first short film, man. I thought it was the duck's nuts, man. I thought it was fantastic. But in contrast to films I've made recently, that, like, that was a horrible film. What it was, was terrible. it? What did you do? Oh, it was a UFO film that I'd made. Um, was one of my first. And then the other one was a sci-fi that I did called Colonel. I deliberately made the uh, dialogue confusing, but that was actually quite clever. I, mm. I was very clever with that film. Mm. Um, but then I start, started making stuff like Pushing the Envelope, um, which is one of the, I made this gangster film uh, of Western Sydney gangsters. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, where there was a matriarch named Auntie and she was running a, you know, a drug operation and that someone tried... Good. Yeah, it was about this guy that um, he's trying to impress a girl and he's a botanist at university that's growing... Well, that's in, impressive. And he's growing his <laughs> weed in the basement. And he's trying to sell the weed and then he ends up in a whole series of... Mis- uh, you know, unfortunate events trying to sell the weed. Right, right, right. Um, he goes to this drug dealer's house to try and sell it and then someone tries to rob it and um, then they have to capture the guy, they take it back to the mob boss and then they put him in the pit. That's actually one of the first acting roles I had. I had to throw a stuntman into a pit. Um, okay, uh, so you, you have started. You started earlier. <laughs> I did, I did. But I was always a, I'm always a henchman. Yeah. I'm a henchman yeah, or a yeah. bogan. I do a bogan yeah. really well. If you um, could play any role, like what would you what would you be like ideal role? Oh, bad guy! I love being the bad guy. I I I, I um I have a bit of an autographic memory, 
and oh, thanks, Siri. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. You've been you. listening to our podcast God. this whole time. Um, no, I, definitely the bad guy. I love playing bad guys. I love writing for bad guys. Um, I, I don't know. I guess that's that metal gene in me that likes to do the Halloween side of yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like the darker side of things. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, playing that bad guy in that film was cool, but I'd like to be more sinister than that. Yeah, because well, did that have kind of a comedic tone to it? I haven't yeah, seen yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I haven't seen it. I'm just guessing. Yeah, no, it's totally like a... Um, a I'll describe it as a, um, a Hong Kong um, kung fu comedy action okay that's it it's done that's, in that yeah, style that's very yeah, yeah. <laughs> specific style <laughs> yeah yeah no if you bring all those things yeah, together yeah. and you no i'm seeing it I, yeah yeah it was good. It was good. so the, the, yeah the, the the fight scenes are pretty cool but they're um but the all the dialogues you know um comedy the textures mm. are comedic the sounds are comedic um it's definitely um a movie that's made to point uh, point towards you know um problems with racism but it's done in a comedic way and i think that's mm. a smart way to do it mm. you got we got to have a laugh at ourselves yeah and i think that's yeah. that's a good thing um but yeah i'd like to be in a film where i get to play a sinister bad guy in a gangster film that would make me happy oh, yeah that would be very cool yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely yeah yeah totally um but um uh, what else have we got going though you had another one um black widow Oh, that's um, that's voiceover work. So there's, I can't even remember how it happened. To be honest, I think if, I, if I'm correct, I think it was because I used to. Well, sometimes I still do um, Twitch streaming. I'll play games on on Twitch, and um, yeah, just like one of my viewers, we were just chatting and everything, mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, like I do stop animation with of like Avengers, like fan fan fiction, mm-hmm. and he's just like, oh, will you voice my my Black Widow character. So I'm just like, yeah, sure. So I got to do that. That's really for him. cool. And like, yeah. And so it's on, it's on YouTube. He has a fairly large following. Like he puts a lot of work. He has like proper, um, action figures, um, of each character and he stop animates all these fight sequences. That's a lot of work. The, yeah. It's a lot of work. He, he spends like months making them and mm. yeah. So, so he's lovely. He's, um, Spanish, I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, 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 far out. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, um, uh, so gaming. Um, you're into gaming. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I don't get as much time to do it these days as I'd like. But um, for a while there, my husband and I were in like a Counter Strike team, and we would you know play every oh, weekend, wow. and we would train and stuff like that. Um, Show up to practice and, and then go out and you know go on missions. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. <laughs> um, and then, so envious. I I can't play games. Well, I can, but I don't. Would you get too addicted? Yeah. 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 Um, the, um, I get, because you get so, you get that feeling of reward from playing games. Yeah. You get a really good feeling of reward. And I just, I do so much. I would, I know, I know me and I'll just, that's all I would do. One game I I really get addicted to is um so I play Beat Saber in the VR headset. Oh wow! And um, have you ever tried it? No. Oh, you have to. It's so much fun. Like you want to get good arms. That mm. that's all you need. Um, but I get addicted to it. But the thing is, it's a very physical game. Mm. So I'm like exhausted. Like my arms are like burning, and I'm just like just one more song, one more song. <laughs> I'm like ow, 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 ow. But it's so much fun. I love it. Yeah, I, 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 look, I'm, I'm a, um, a child of the '90s, and I would play stuff like, you know, 007 on 64. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was always odd job, and I'd hide in the toilets with the gold. I was knife. always odd job. Yeah. I was always odd job up top. Yeah, my friends hated me. <laughs> my brother used to get so mad. They used to get so mad at me because odd cheating. job. Odd job was good because you're shorter. Hitbox as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And but I, I was so, I was so uh, much of an asshole in that game. <laughs> I would face a wall and play the golden gun 
um, yeah, yeah. Uh, multiplayer. Yeah. And I go, go get the golden gun and I'll hunt you all down. Because <laughs> <laughs> I used to play it and like, my brother was like always better than me. So he'd be like, yeah, he'd be the same thing. He'd like, you guys get the gun and then, yeah, and I'll come get you. And every time he would just do it, it was just like, oh. Yeah, no, I'd recover the golden gun, go get some armor. But I'd be cheeky. I'd let the golden gun there, go pick up armor. Because once you pick up the golden gun, you can't pick up armor. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I'd go pick up the armor and then go get the gun. Mm. What else did you play? Did you play Perfect Dark? Oh, my God. I know. That was such a good game. I know. I know. So many hours. Remember, what was it, like the laptop gun? And then you could, you could set it up and then you could watch like other areas oh it was so good it was very it was so far ahead of its time that came yeah it really I th- I was think they need to do like a remake it was the same engine it. it was the same like, engine though that they used for um 007 yeah it was very similar my favorite thing about that game was you could uh blow up and like explode the walls mm. so my brother and i would spend like hours making tunnels between like you know everything and like oh it was so much fun Oh look! I was I, I had so many cheeky cheats that I would do in multiplayer. Like here's one for you for 007. Um, if you throw a proximity mine at glass, then mm. smash the glass, it makes the um the mine disappear, but oh. it's still there. Oh, but it still explodes. Oh, I didn't know so that. So people just blow up and they don't know why. <gasps> that is so and never tell them. And never tell why. Like, we just blew up. What happened? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, or I'd pick up the armor, stand there, looking at the armor. No one shows up. Throw a proximity mine on the armor. And oh fuck yeah, that's off. a good one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, armor, great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I was really, really gnarly at that. But um, I, I, um, we had a championship at a New Year's Eve party, and um, I, I, I'd, I'd come out of retirement. This is the last time I played computer games. It was about ten years ago, hmm. and we did a tournament of GoldenEye. And um, uh, my mate, uh, he'd never beaten me, but he'd beaten me like um, two times. But then we played another three games and I beat him the next three games. Mm. And after that, I realized he's going to get me. So I'm like, I now retire. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm done. I retire (laughs) again. He's like, no, 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 no. I I retire. I come out of retirement. You said you're going to beat me and you didn't beat me. And and we're done. And we're done. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Otherwise, we'll keep going. It'll keep going. It'll just totally keep going. But yeah, I, you know, doing all of those missions on you know a 007 um, secret now because you had the the different um, skill levels. Mm. Oh my god, hours. Yeah, hours. I I have to say I didn't do the mission thing much. It was more the um, the, the multiplayer. multiplayer. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, but I was into um, uh, PC games as well, so I did a lot of Doom too. Uh, and yeah. I was doing multiplayer. I, I think I was one of the first people on the internet, actually. <laughs> um, doing, Probably, yeah. Doing yeah, yeah. Uh, multiplayer, Duke Nukem. I remember, yeah. like, still sneaking into my parents' like computer room and like doing the dial-up internet and like trying to get onto MSN. Like, it's like yeah, yeah, no modems. Because I'd go, yeah, I'd go late at night, like, because I wasn't supposed to use it, and I'd so I'd get onto it at like you know. 10 or 11 and like you know trying to sneak on to like chat to my friends that was a big thing um msn that was oh, amazing I, it was my life that was I like that was it. that was a connection to the world yeah i think know? i didn't think we ever should have gone past that like msn was enough and yeah, yeah but it all changed it's all gone crazy now it's too much now now it's now it's like we don't even know what it is now i'm just uh, it's overwhelming i have to do i have to delete the apps off my phone because i just i'll just be like i've hopped on the signal now someone's oh. signal so, um, oh, Signal is um, encrypted messaging. So, um, you you can't, they can't collect analytics to advertise to you. 
Oh, okay. Just, yeah, because when, yeah, like even talking, like I mean, what showed up before just talking, you it's know? It's creepy, right? It's pretty creepy. Like, and I, I was talking about um, Mercedes, Mercedes Benz. <gasps> oh, and then you get Mercedes Then that's show, so showing do, up. Do you know, like, okay, the weirdest one happened to me. Like, I, I've been reading a book um, called, um, it's a really interesting book uh, called Never Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. It's about negotiating. It's fascinating. Mm. But I didn't like purchase it through, through through Amazon or anything like that. I just I think I just bought it in a shop even. I can't remember. Anyway, I started getting these things on Instagram like advertisements of Chris Voss and I'm like, how the fuck does it know that I'm reading that? Like it must have heard me talking about yeah, yeah, it. Because you, you didn't type it, right? No. So it so, must hear you. Yeah, it was so creepy. Yeah, they call it third-party listening. I don't like it. And I don't like that either. But the thing that really bugs me about it is the political bullshit that's out there. Mm. Um, like, cause I, because I'm, um, I'm in the arts industry and I'm an ex-soldier, I have a, I have a myriad of different friends from the political spectrum. Um, people that are very far right, very, people are very far left. I'm a centrist. I think it's all fucked. <laughs> I think it's broken and we need yeah. to rebuild it. I don't know how to do I don't have the answer to that, but I know that it's broken. And I sit in the middle. Like, I, you know, should, um, should women have reproductive rights? Totally, man. That's their business. Um, should we be able to bear arms? I'm like, yeah, I'd li- I'm, I'm, I'm believing that as well. If you know how to use them. <laughs> if you know how to use them, you've got a license, why not? So those two things are politically co- conflicting immediately, right? Mm. Um, but I, I, I'm a centrist and I, I realise that some of my friends, when elections are on, are getting different feeds to me. Well, yeah, that's like, you watch, did you watch The Social Dilemma? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it shows how it's actually making us more... Um, you know, we we all see a whole lot of the same thing, so we're like, "Well, this is what's happening. How do you, how do you not know this?" Mm. Like, you know, it's like it creates these echo chambers. And yeah. I I had some mates that I, I just put up I put up memes that are like um, uh, left wing in nature or right wing in nature. I do you know why I post a meme because I think it's funny. funny yeah, that's I, I don't do it politically. I think it's funny. Yeah, yeah. And I during elections, I've had some of my mates that um uh, that I've known for years just attack me is, is publicly. This Australian elections? Or? Yeah, 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 yeah. Australian yeah. elections. Yeah. And I had people uh, uh, and and this is on the left and right of those spectrums too. I've had mm. le- people of the left wing persuasion attack me as well. I'm like I'm no I don't actually care about any of this. Yeah, it's just a, a, a it's joke. It's a joke. Yeah. It's just That's a why joke. I think it's really important, like, and I have to remind myself of this too, it's really easy to look on your phone and see an article and look at a post and see a hashtag and be like, oh, all women are being downtrodden. Oh, well, I'm a woman. My, my life is terrible. Oh, and it's like, then you actually look around and you're like, oh, that guy just held the door for me. Oh, you know, that guy just helped me with my shopping bag. Oh, he's not staring at my clothes. He just smiled and said, good morning. So it's really, like, it's really easy to like start to see everything like every man is well, a creep. Well, there's, there's, you know, but they're not. <laughs> there's a scientific term for this though. And it's called, um, you know, your brain goes through outrage. Mm. So they've done studies about the human brain, about um, things that different neurons that fire in your brain, right? So um, obviously, um, thing, things that are of a sexual attraction to you are going to, you know, fire things in your brain. You're like, oh, that's attractive, and I, I'm drawn to that. But they found that things of outrage rank higher in your brain than that. So mm-hmm. if you saw, for instance, a car accident happen, and then you watched a, um, a stranger walk into that car and then take everyone's wallet and run away. You'd be outraged, right? Yeah. You'd be like, how dare you do that? Stop that man, right? So that emotion is higher ranked in your brain than sex. 
So yeah, when right. you're looking at outrage like um, police brutality or um, um, people's rights being um, um, mistreated, misused and these sort of things, your brain goes, oh, that fucking asshole, that bastard. And then all yeah. of a sudden you're outraged. And then you go on to Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and then there's like all these other people going, hashtag me, 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 me. And, and you're in an outrage chamber. And yeah, once you're in an outrage just... chamber, all of a sudden things are magnified, they're blown out of proportion. And no one can take a joke. Yeah. I've know? started, when I see someone like, like don't get me wrong, I know people can share their opinions and that's up to them. But personally for me, it, let's say I had an issue with something, which generally I, I don't. But I wouldn't, the last thing I would do is go on, on Facebook and go, well, today <laughs> I was waiting in the line at grocery shop and the man pushed <laughs> past me and brushed my bottom. And therefore, all men are pigs. Like, I, I wouldn't put that on. I Facebook. love your Karen impersonation, yeah, yeah, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good it. Karen impersonation. Yeah, that's how she sounds like. <laughs> She's British. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I moved to Australia from Britain. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I, I worry about those things. Having political sway, like the commercialization of things. Mm. If I started talking about Back to the Future and you try to sell me a Back to the Future shirt, fair enough. Mm. I'll, I'll buy it, I won't buy it, whatever. But when you start trying to sway people's opinions... Yeah, that's scary. That's scary stuff. Because yeah, that means then me. you've got someone behind the controls going, well, we need to move public thoughts towards this so that we can accomplish mm. this. Mm. And I think that's dangerous. That's really dangerous. Um, and, and, and the social dilemma puts it out really well. They, they don't let their kids hold on to phones they go no way yeah i know because they know how well there's so much shit we're seeing like i have to say i have very minimal apps on my phone i i use it for posting things about my my work Mm. and uh contacting my friends and a few meditation apps otherwise i try to just keep it away yeah no i just um do all of our social media businesses um uh, business stuff on there so like you know the pagey train uh Made in the West, um, still searching productions, and then I wish everyone happy birthday, and that's about the and that's end. about it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes you don't even wish them happy birthday, like. But I do. I'm a I'm a I'm a terrible scroller. Um, do you get the um, uh, analytics off your phone? It tells you how much you're yeah, watching. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's scary. Yeah, it's I've scary actually I've got a thing set up on mine now. So if I use any social media app for more than 15 minutes, it locks it down and it says you've used your time limit for today. Do wow, you, that's do you really want good. To use more, but then the thing is, it has a button that says 15 more minutes and I end up going well, 15 okay. minutes it's only 15 it's minutes 15 it's only 15 more. minutes then, right yeah before you know it well it's once your attention right it's all about attention yeah it's all about attention yeah. and, the, and the irony is we're in an industry that's about getting people's attention mm. but uh, I think our objectives are different yeah we're not I'm, I just want them to either like smile or laugh or feel like something for my character but I don't want them to go and buy anything or like vote for anything I'm just, yeah I just want them to be entertained man yeah, exactly. I just want to entertain people I'm, yeah. uh, I'm a showman I want to I want to entertain people exactly because I, I remember what it was like working 9 to 5 in an office job and you come home and you're like oh babe what should we do do you want to get a pizza and see there's a good movie on and like that's like the like you know everybody loves doing that like, mm, totally um, absolutely um, if I can't go to the cinema I'll bring the cinema to me yeah, um, yeah for sure but most people now they don't like I was reading a, a study the other day I wasn't reading a study I watched a little documentary yeah we don't read now I don't read we anything. watch things um, I was watching this thing the other day I did read the comments in there though um, <laughs> no, I was reading. I was looking at this thing the other day about how most of the younger generation don't even give a shit about big T, uh, big TVs, no, big screens. No, it's all about no. it's, it's all about all, the screen in front of them. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I think you know earlier generations we were about flipping books, right? So you flip a page. Yeah. And now we they even call it a tablet, right? And this is the strange thing: we've gone back to the Bronze Age in a really weird way <laughs> because we now scroll. Yeah. Like it's called a scroll. Yeah. And yeah, a tablet. Yeah. yeah. 
So we're back to the Stone Age, man. Yeah, that's There's oh, a that's Stone Age thinking, if you think about it. Mm. We even use the same terminology. We don't... Our brains are changing in how we operate with this technology. Yeah. One thing I've... A trend I've noticed, which I don't know why, but it really annoys me, is like, I'll see a teen and they'll be out shopping with their mum or maybe they're just with their friends and they'll all have their earphones in. So they're all together shopping and they're, and then they're I don't know, they're listening to music or something and then they'll come up to the counter and they'll buy their whatever they're buying and they just keep the headphones in and I'm like how can you how can you be aware of what's going on around you how can you connect yeah, to the how person can you be you're spatially aware to? how can you have um respect for like your mother or your father that you're with if you're just listening to some I don't know I think I think that's too far like honestly for me but. although I do enjoy being pl- uh, like I, I, I walk a hypocritical line with this I enjoy being plugged in I'm, like, I'm plugged in all the time if you're on your own sweet go for it it's fine but I'm talking like if you're spending imagine if I was sitting here right now oh I do have headphones on but imagine, <laughs> imagine if I was listening to like you know some music in my headphones while you're talking to me and I'm just like uh huh yeah. Yeah, that's crazy, right? Yeah, that's cool. Ross. That is a little Great. bit crazy. Yeah. Yeah, just hashtag me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just hashtag no filter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, yeah. I, look, I, I walk around with a um, one earpiece in. Um, I'm usually listening to audio books or podcasts. Mm. Um, but I, I went on my phone though. If, if I'm talking to someone, I go, oh. Yeah, exactly. I t- that's I, what just, I, mean. I switch off. I, yeah. I, I, I unplug. Exactly, but I, d- I see them. They don't do it because I can hear it going. But I do enjoy the I do enjoy the cyborg nature of it though I must yeah. say I do I'm like yeah. I'm so fucking connected it's amazing. <laughs> Would you ever get one of the microchips? Yeah, totally. Yeah, 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 I'll get them. I'll get a chip. Yeah. I'm probably we probably already probably got them. Already we, don't, are. we don't even know <laughs> if you've ever handled a twenty cent piece. You're already chipped. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> um, look, but I think we're at the end of our show. Yeah, I think, I think I think we made it to the end. We made it. We, we made, made it. it. We made it. Um, but uh, look, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, I really uh, uh, appreciate your work. Um, I, I, you, you're doing things out there, and you're you're about to like do more things. So I'm like, mm. get out there and keep doing them. Thank you. And um, yeah, I, I've really enjoyed this interview. I've really me had a too. good time. Me too. Yeah, it's been great. Thanks for us. All right, and uh, so thank you. Um, and you have been watching the Pager Train. Don't forget, you can check us out on um, iTunes, Spotify, even on iHeartRadio, and of course, you can find us on YouTube. That's another mic knock. That's the latest mic knock we've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> but you can find us on YouTube. And hey, don't forget to subscribe. And if you're really being enjoying the show, hit the little notifications button right here. You've been watching the Pager Train, and we'll see you next time. Bye. I think that was the most interesting outro I've done. I liked it. <laughs> that it was, was good. good. That was good. I'm, I'm, like, I'm, I'm like, where can I subscribe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's around here somewhere. <laughs> Wait, what are you pointing at? <laughs>